So it seems to have been particularly bad this winter. I'm talking about the flu. Particularly contagious, I mean, and pretty nasty, I can say, from personal experience. Probably you or a loved one or at least an acquaintance have gone through the same. As the Korea Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is warning, type A and B influenza strains could remain in force until April. Let's find out more about how to best deal with the outbreak. Professor Kim Tae-hyung, first of all, is the chief of the Division of Infectious Diseases at Sun Chan-hyung University, Seoul, and joins us on the line. Thank you very much for speaking with us. Hello, good morning. So, um, firstly, maybe you can tell us a bit more about types A and B influenza. Yeah, they are both the respiratory virus circulating, especially uh, winter season in both the hemispheres. And uh, influenza A uh, usually affects uh, or has more larger territory of animal kingdom, which infect human and mammals and birds. However, the B only infects human. She's more simple. So uh, influenza A has a larger diversity, whereas the B has relatively consistent and conserved uh, in terms of a genetic mutation. So this is uh, why only the A causes pandemic influenza, which comes from a greater genetic shift. Or mutation. Interesting. So type B affects only people, type A much wider. I've got to say from my own experience this winter with type B influenza, and that was confirmed by a a doctor's test uh, that swept through my family, it wasn't pleasant at all. Um, How do you differentiate between the two in terms of the impact they have? Yeah, so as being an ordinarily smart Korean doctor here, <laughs> I am totally unable to differentiate the two unless uh, uh, we do test. Uh, because uh, uh, traditionally, it, it is said that uh, influenza B is uh, milder, but uh, this is not uh, true uh, according to a person's pre-existing immunity or health ish- in, uh, issues. So both of influenza could have a high fever associated with, uh, you know, which incapacitates you, uh, you from working at office. Yes. Well, for me personally, I, I was able to do the radio show, thankfully, but I, oh, really? I, I, I would uh, feel like just about okay in the morning and then feel horrible body aches and shivering for the rest of the day. And, and, and I find when you go into the nighttime, that's when obviously the sweating for many people will be unpleasant. Um, Fine dust, especially with respiratory diseases, is not a great compounding factor. Um, but once people um, are sick, I mean, th- this can last for at least a week, can't it? Sometimes longer, and sometimes the cough lasts even longer than that. W- why is that the case? Uh, actually, the reason why uh, such influenza causes high fever and longer illness than other viruses is totally unknown. But it seems that uh, that is more likely uh, it's the nature of the virus itself, which causes severe disease even for healthy. So uh, being uh, severely sick with influenza uh, like you previously, is not necessarily that you are unhealthy or prone to have a health issue. Uh, however, people with a medical problem definitely have a worse outcome like uh, uh, more death or hospitalization from influenza like pneumonia. Indeed, that's one of the most worrying complications, isn't it? Um, But is it possible once you've recovered from, say, type B influenza that you could then fall sick again with influenza, for example, type A, within the same season? 
Yes, you mean uh, having both influenza A and B uh, even apart from the same season? Yes. Yes, very uncommonly, yes. Uh, from an observation of a, a study I have participated, I have seen uh, just one or two cases out, out of several thousand uh, people who were infected of influenza. So uh, it's very uncommon, but r- the right answer should be you can hardly ever have uh, both influenza in the same season. But uh, just having getting uh, one influenza A or B is not a protective vaccine for the others during the same season. So we still uh, recommend the vaccination if you are not vaccinated yet. It's interesting that it's not protective, but still statistically it's unlikely to fall sick with both. Um, But type B, I mean, during my basic research on this, I, I read that type B can happen any time of year and type a is more common in the winter and uh, that that seems to be uh, a confusing comment though because uh, generally speaking these things spike during the winter months um, and and maybe there are some differences uh, even within the winter like type b coming later than type a around february and march are these things true in your view Yes, it is. Uh, influenza has uh, usually earlier and larger burden of outbreak in the community uh, just in, in the beginning of the winter, uh, starting from school children. And then uh, after that outbreak, usually circulate around February to April. But I believe that there is not a scientific connection between the two viruses. So, in fact, they act uh, independently. So what we should say, uh, interpret about this winter, it, it should be that the outbreak of this season just unusually begun very early. So it's, it's nothing to do with uh, the interaction between two. So it's a very unusual uh, uh, phenomenon that we are observing. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting, two viruses circulating in the same winter. I've got to say, with my kids, uh, the, 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 the drug Tamiflu was unbelievably effective at just yeah, nipping i mean because i'd already been unwell and then when they started to fall sick which took them to the doctor they were prescribed tamiflu and within a couple of days they were feeling so much better so um it's great if you do have kids and you are worried about it i can say with a personal endorsement uh, at least go and see the doctor don't just resign yourself to your child being sick for a week or 10 days um Thank you so much, Professor Kim. It's wonderful to have you with us on the line. Thank you for joining us today. Professor Kim Tae-hyung, Chief of the Division of Infectious Diseases at Sun Chan-hyung University Hospital here in Seoul. Uh, This has been a bit of a worldwide issue, the flu epidemic in full swing. Um, For example, in the United States, it's been reported that all states, except for the remote island of Hawaii, have been hit by harsh flu strains. The UK is also seeing its worst outbreak in 50 years. I'm sure many of us will have had frequent conversations this winter with people who tell us they've just had the flu or they're worried about the flu. So let's bring in Dr. William Schaffner, MD and Professor of Preventive Medicine at Vanderbilt University. It's good to have you with us on the line too. So, good morning. And so, with this warning about an unusually harsh flu season, can you tell us a bit more about that, why that would be the case? 
Well, it certainly has been a harsh flu season. As you were saying, all states are affected, and we here in the middle part of the country are still seeing an increase in cases that are being hospitalized. It has much to do with the specific dominant flu strain that's out there this year, the virus that's causing the disease. We call it the H3N2 virus historically has caused more severe disease, particularly in older persons. And so that's the dominant strain this year. And that doesn't mean it's a A type, uh, sorry, an H type. Um, that does actually mean, doesn't it, that it's a, a type A strain? Am I right in saying that? That's correct. It's an A and then a little slash mark H3N2. So it's the strain that over the years, when it appears, causes more illness for reasons we do not understand. But typically, when people go for their influenza vaccinations, is that uh, one of the strains that's vaccinated against then? Indeed, there's always an H3N2 component to the influenza vaccine. Uh, Unfortunately, the vaccine works somewhat less well against those strains. So here we have a problem. This is the strain that's dominant, but the vaccine is not quite as effective. But nonetheless, the vaccine still is the best thing you can do to prevent yourself from getting influenza. And I continue to advocate that. Everyone in my household has been vaccinated. In the past, we have seen horrendous outbreaks, so Spanish flu, for example. Uh, but these days, we're, we're hearing about Aussie flu. What exactly is that, and should we be terribly concerned? Well, Australia, when it had its winter, also was affected by this H3N2 strain, or one very close to it, and it had a very strong influenza season. So now that we in the northern hemisphere have started to have our flu. The same virus has come around the world and is causing us problems. It also caused problems last year in the United States. You said before you're not sure why exactly it should affect us so badly, but is there um, a relationship with the immune system? One of the horrible twists of the Spanish flu, if my past research memory serves me correctly, is that actually healthy young adults were struck worse than vulnerable groups. So the flu virus can affect us in, in counterintuitive ways. Absolutely. Now, the Spanish flu, that was 1917-1918. That was the dominant flu strain that affected young adults. Nothing quite like that has happened since, fortunately. And as I said, H3N2 likes to attack persons who are older. They're more likely to get the complications of uh, influenza, pneumonia, and having to be hospitalized. And, and how do you treat that? Because initially, when you go to the doctor, it infuriates me when um, doctors... No offense uh, to all the doctors out there because there are some wonderful ones, but it does infuriate me when, when they hand out antibiotics when when uh, the feeling is that you have a, a cold or a flu virus because we're having all sorts of problems with overprescription of antibiotics. But at the same time, things start to get complicated with pneumonia, don't they? Because then there can be this bacterial component. H how does that work? 
Well, your concern is very appropriate. For flu itself, we can treat with an antiviral drug that can reduce the severity of the illness and reduce the chance of complications. Such as Tamiflu that I mentioned before, for example. Exactly, exactly. But as the flu goes on in, in someone and they then begin to get the complications of pneumonia, that likely is caused by bacteria. And so we would treat those complicating pneumonias with antibiotics, but not simple flu with antibiotics. You're very correct about that. But there does seem to be a change of attitude um, and and perhaps cultural differences. Uh, For me, in the UK, the attitude was very much just stay at home, see it out, don't even take any medication except for perhaps some paracetamol. Here in Korea, people tend to go to the doctor much earlier. What is the appropriate course of action if you start feeling like you're running down and coming down with something? Well, there are certainly cultural differences. Here in the United States, we certainly recommend if in the context of an influenza outbreak in your community, you start to become sick. And if you're an older person or someone who has an underlying illness, heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, if you're pregnant or if it's a very young child, all of these are groups of people who are more likely to have the complications. We recommend calling your doctor, your healthcare provider, very quickly and getting that uh, Tamiflu because that will reduce the chance of you getting a more severe illness. So we're more inclined to treat than our British physicians. Finally, how do you avoid it in the first place? Uh, Apart from the vaccinations, which is great, uh, we often are given advice like wash your hands well. But honestly, living in a household that's seen the flu virus this winter... Even when you try to prevent the spread, it seems to get around anyway. Is, is there any surefire way? Nothing surefire, but get vaccinated. Do indeed, do your hand hygiene, wash your hands, try to avoid people who are coughing and sneezing, and if you get sick yourself, stay home. Don't spread it to everyone at work or out at the gym or wherever you're going. Well, thanks again. It's really good advice. Some of it is obviously common sense but it's easy to forget thank you dr schaffner for taking the time my pleasure stay healthy